Happy Sunday, and thank you so much for tuning in, or whatever day that you may be listening to to this. Those tunes were from my dear brother in Christ, Marcus G. Morton. That's from his new album, Mighty and Great, that just came out. So check the show notes for the link and enjoy. So I deliver a sermon once a month, and today I have an awesome sermon for you. But stick around to the end, as my sister in Christ, Clea McLemore, is going to bless us with a spoken word Peace. FYI, no episode. This will come in Wednesday, November 25th. I'll be celebrating Thanksgiving with my family and friends in Mississippi and Louisiana, but we'll return with new episodes Wednesday, December the 2nd. I promise you, I'm ending this year with a bang. Because of the upcoming content is is must-hear episode. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you and lift up every listener. I pray for strength, comfort, healing and that you would show yourself strong and mighty in their lives and lord we love you and we thank you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O lord my strength my redeemer in jesus name amen now the title of today's sermon is don't forget to tell god thank you i will tell you to touch your neighbor but it's a podcast but don't forget to tell god thank you because of the year that we've had It could be easier to forget about telling God thank you and forget to express our praise and our gratitude to God. The question of the day is Thanksgiving an opportunity to express gratitude one day out of the year. Or is it a reminder to be thankful for everything that God has given us every single day of the year? You know the answer to that. I just want to encourage you to practice expressing gratitude on a consistent basis. I don't know. What if you started um, naming out three things, at least three things that you are grateful for, either every day that you wake up or every night before you go to bed? I would would encourage you to do that. I guarantee you that it will add some joy to your day. But sadly, most of us spend our lives concentrating on what we don't have instead of thanking God for what we do have. Perspective is everything. Our text today is Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. As Jesus heals 10 lepers, but only one of them returned to say thank you. And verse 11, it says, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. I want to highlight that phrase, on the way. Now, I'm sure that Jesus was the busiest person ever. Because the fate of the world literally rested on his shoulders, but he made time for these lepers. Oftentimes, this time of the year, November and December, can be consumed with the hustle and bustle of life. But but really, sometimes these inconveniences are really opportunities to do good. So be aware. Pray that God would open up your eyes, your ears and your heart to those moments between where you are and where you're trying to get to. And that we would take the time to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I give you one inconvenience that I had. This was pre pandemic, but this was this is one that comes to mind. There was um, my AT&T bill wasn't as low as they had promised me. So I, I go up there to the AT&T store. I'm talking to this guy. And we're on hold because he had to call corporate. And I'm like, you know, I could have called corporate from my own home. I had to come in. But anyway, I digress. So I'm talking to him and the Lord just kind of laid it on my heart to just to, to begin to share the gospel with him and talk about church, talk about the Bible, et cetera. And just, you know, planted those gospel seeds and the rest is up to the Lord. 
So this huge inconvenience, because they should have just lowered my bill, like they said, was really an opportunity for me to be used by God. So the lesson here in that phrase on your way, on their way, don't rush through life because you can miss out on divine interruptions for you to be used by God. And we continue in verse 12. As he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. Now, lepers, they had this disease called leprosy. It's, it was a slowly progressing incurable skin disease. Uh, it was chronic. It was uh, in, in, infectious and it was characterized by sores and scabs. They were required to wear morning clothes. Their hair would be in disorder and they would lit, literally have to cry out unclean, unclean. So people would know to avoid them. And I say this seriously, not sarcastically. Hear me again. I say this seriously, not sarcastically, that these lepers were probably the first people to do social distancing. Leprosy was the most dreaded disease of the world at that time. They were quarantined from society. We heard that word a lot this year. They were quarantined from society. And really, when a person was a leper, it was a lifetime sentence of pain and exclusion. They dealt with an emotional pain where they were separated from their family, from society, no community, no touch. And from the year like 2020 that we've had, we can kind of relate to those lepers where they was feeling alone, missing out on community. And this has been a year of quarantine. Verse 13 and 14. And they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them to go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, the custom of the time was that leprosy was sometimes going to remission. So if a leper thought that their leprosy had gone away, they were supposed to present themselves to the priest and the priest would declare them clean. Therefore, they would be accepted back into the community. But Jesus, he sent the lepers to the priest before they was even healed. And just really highlighting those three words as they went. Now, the healing was sudden because it's because it was Jesus. It was visible, but it only occurred after they obeyed God's commandment. Oh, that's a word right there. I believe that there are some things that God wants to do in your life, but it will only happen as you go. Too often we say that we're waiting on God, but in actuality, God is waiting on us. I just want to exhort you not to allow fear, not to allow doubt, not to allow procrastination to stop you from taking your next steps of obedience and faith. It's kind of like a GPS. Sometimes my GPS won't say nothing until I'm in motion. I'm in drive and I'm moving forward. And you may feel like God is silent right now. And I would humbly and graciously suggest to you, maybe you just need to get to moving and do the last thing that he told you to do. Take that next step of faith, whether it's in a business, whether it's a creative pursuit or a project or writing a book or has to do with school. Take the next step of faith, the next step of, of obedience and watch God work and speak while you are on the move. So please don't use I'm waiting on God as excuse. Maybe God is waiting on you. Amen to that. Verse 15, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and praising God with a loud voice. Friend, 
we should take inventory of what God has done in our lives so we so we can realize and be reminded that we just have so much to be grateful for. When God blesses us and when God does things for us, praise, worship, and thanksgiving is the obvious response to all that God has done, all that he's doing, and all that he's going to do. In spite of how crazy 2020 has been, please don't forget to tell God thank you. Verse 16. And he fell on his feet and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. Now, the way 2020 has been, man, the best place to be is at the feet of Jesus. In his word, reading, reading, reading our Bibles and, of course, in prayer. And let me give you a quick, like super quick history lesson, because Luke was very intentional with putting in here that this phrase. Now, he was a Samaritan. Now, to make a long story short, Israel was split into two kingdoms. You had the north and the south. Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom. So therefore, they represented the northern kingdom. But in 722, man, um, Samaria was captured by the Assyrians and Assyria. They began deporting the majority of the Israelites, but they left the population there while they was also transporting um, non-Jews there as well. So eventually intermarriage occurred and produced a mixed race, if you will. And tension arose between those that were left in Samaria and the Jews that returned from captivity uh, from Assyria. And then on top of that, the Samaritans moved worship from Jerusalem to another, another mountain. In light of this brief <laughs> Old Testament history and in light of the New Testament times, the Jews refused to accept or even to associate with this foreigner, with the Samaritans. All that to say that he was indeed an outsider. And I don't know your story. Maybe you feel like an outsider. I pray that you don't, but maybe you feel like an outsider. Maybe you feel like the black sheep of your family. Maybe you feel like an outsider um, in school or at your job or at church. But I just want to let you know that God's arms are open wide inviting and welcoming you into his family. And that comes through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Then Jesus answered in verse, picking up in verse 17, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, rise and go your way for your faith has made you well. And the question of the hour is this. Where are the other nine? The way 2020 has gone, it could be easy to be like the other nine. Going about our lives, forgetting to express praise and worship to God. Once again, just looking at this word foreigner. And I would just for those that's listening and you are a Christian and you have been saved for a long time. Man, please don't take God for granted. Please don't take his many blessings for granted just because you've been saved for X amount of time. And please don't forget to tell God thank you. Listen, my friend, expressing gratitude is an immediate mood changer and immediate mood booster. I've experienced this. One thing that I do, um, I really believe in expressing gratitude on a consistent basis. 
one day I literally counted my blessings and I came with like this whole list. It was pages long. And I just went through. I said, Lord, you know, thank you for my parents who love the Lord. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my siblings, my family, my community. Thank you for the job that I have, the car that I drive. Um, thank you for running water. Thank you for grocery store. It's, just, it's really going down the list. Nothing, quote unquote, too big or too small. I was just telling God, thank you for everything. And what I would do, and I honestly need to get back to doing this, but I would read it on Mondays because you heard of the Monday blues. Some people call Monday a blue day because you got to, you know, return back to work or whatever. But I refuse to have a blue Monday. I want to have a blessed Monday. So I express gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, first Thessalonians five and 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, not just our favorite circumstances or those that are more favorable or advantageous to us. But the Bible tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. But while we're in the middle of these things, we still owe God praise and we we still owe God worship. Because in all honesty, there's always a reason to be grateful and to express thanksgiving to God. Now, I just want to give you five quick things that I was grateful for this week. And as you hear my list, I want to encourage you today to come up with a list of at least five things that you are grateful for. All right. So number one is community. Man, I am so grateful for my family, man, my parents, my siblings, my in-laws, which are my in-laws because I love them so much. And beyond that, uh, my friends, my my church family, and even my Instagram and Facebook um, community. I am so grateful for community. And I know some of you guys may be Zoomed out, but I'm grateful for technology. I'm grateful that we can Zoom or FaceTime or interact and stay connected through social media. And thirdly, I'm grateful for you. Yes, you that's listening right now. I am grateful for every single listen, every single download for every time that you may suggest this episode to somebody else um, because of you. And this is something I'm giving honor and glory to God because of you. Um, this podcast, Real People, Real Talk, has surpassed the 10,000 download mark. And in all honesty, when I was doing the math back in May, when I started this podcast, I thought it would at least have taken me an entire year to reach them. But I reached them in six months and to God be the glory. But the Bible also says to give honor to whom honor is due and is due you. And I want to tell you, thank you for listening. I do not take it for granted. And then fourthly, it's a it's a combo here. I'm grateful for God's faithfulness and God's sovereignty. I'm grateful that all things work together for good. Man, I, I remember reading this quote. It says that God does the very best things in the very best ways at the very best times and for the very best purposes. That's good right there. And I'm so grateful that God is always faithful. God is always sovereign and he works all things out. Yes, all the good, the bad and the ugly. God works all things out for your good but also for his glory. You ought to say amen to that. And lastly, I'm grateful for Jesus. <laughs> the Bible tells us in second Corinthians nine and 15, it says, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. And this inexpressible gift is the gift of Jesus Christ. And it's the gift that keeps on giving for because of him, we have salvation 
Because of him, we have a reconciled relationship with God the Father. Because of him, we have been forgiven. Because of Jesus, we have mercy, we have grace, and we can be heaven-bound and rapture-ready. Going back to the Old Testament, Psalms 150 and 6, it says, let everything that has breath to praise God. And if you are listening right now, that means that you have breath in your body. And I want to exhort you to use that breath to give God praise. We should live with 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 grateful hearts and having an attitude of gratitude because of all that God has already done for us. I like I remember reading it like this where it says if I had 10,000 tongues, it still wouldn't be enough to give God the honor and the praise that's due his name. The title of this sermon was. Don't forget to tell God thank you. Psalms 116 and 12, last passage. What shall I render to God for all the benefits, for all of his benefits towards me? In other words, what can I give God who has everything? How can I show gratitude for all that he has done? We can give God a praise. We can give him worship. We can express our our thanksgiving and our gratitude to him. We can give him our time. We give him our focus, our heart, our obedience. Christ has given us his life so we can give him our lives. Man, like I said like this, that Jesus loved you enough to die for you. So in response, we should love him enough and live for him. So I just want to give you three action points from this sermon and that you enjoy the rest of your day or enjoy the rest of your night. Number one. I'm going to give you three B's, actually. So number one, be interruptible. God wants to use you to bring him glory, but you must be interruptible and open to all that God wants to do in you and through you. Number two, be loud for Jesus. I'm not talking about being you know, flashy or prideful, but we see here that that one leper, he returned and praised God with a loud voice. And I just want to say with that to be loud for Jesus in your life, in your conversations, in your spheres of influence, work, school, etc. And even in social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and beyond. Be loud for Jesus by pointing others to Christ. And let's get real practical Briefly, you can post a status saying, hey, I'm going to pray at a certain time. If you'd like for me to pray for you, you can direct message me and I will pray for you. So utilize social media to do to do ministry, to be loud for Jesus, to point others to Christ. So, number one, be interruptible. Number two, be loud for Jesus. And number three, be grateful. There. There's a lot to complain about this year, in all honesty. It's been a frustrating year. Um, it's been a tough year, and it's okay. God is big enough to handle all of our emotions, to handle our anger, to handle our fear, to handle our frustration. Um, he, he, he can handle all that. But there's still a lot to be grateful for. The fact that you still have breath in your body means that God isn't done with you. Better yet, every time that you wake up, you should wake up with a praise. You should wake up with Thanksgiving because when you wake up, that's God's personal way of saying to you, I'm not finished with you. I have more for you to do. So please don't forget to tell God. Thank you. Amen. And amen. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in, but stick around. 
because we have a spoken word piece by my sister in Christ, Clea McLemore, and another snippet from Marcus G. Morton album, Mighty and Great. God bless you, and we will see you in December. After October, the art of remembrance. Here we are, no more remembrance. The goblins are gone, or are they? Fall has fallen into the 11th hour of tinkering time. We tinker with time and name it remember. Recollect the time ticks pulled hours out of cracked backs bent over, toiling under the weight of nature's hard, heavy hand. Living is work, and the work is always worth it, and so much more when living meets purpose. An octopus has three hearts, one for each beating season. Spring beats nicely, summer beats hot, fall beats sweetly, and winter can appear to beat not. It's last and first and cold and old and foggy and causes living things to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But where there is a valley, if you look up, you'll see there is a hill from which cometh help. Lord, come, Lord, by, Lord, hear. Because where the Savior is, there is indeed a testimony. And for a testimony to stand, you're going to need an expert witness. We want to remit this. So subpoena the substance of things you hope for. Gather all the evidence of things you have not seen. Walk towards that thing and let thy faith make thee whole. This is the ding your stomach hears when the turkey can't come out the stove. This is the only reason trees know they're not dead when they're froze. This is why we wait patiently for spring to say, see? They still grow. This is where the calloused hand greets the anticipated harvest. While morning leaves and evening seeds obligingly move in dark winds to be carried. Away. Buried with an unseen hand. Planted in wide fields and sandy lands under. A thousand circling circled suns. To start their journey of thanks and giving of seasons and living. So we live. And for this and so much more, we remember to say thank you. After October, the art of remembrance. Excellent, excellent. Marvel, 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 Marvel.